Welcome to the Pete Prebo Show. It's episode 53, and we are with Jerry Borgini, the president of Therapeutic today. Thank you very much for being here, Jerry, and I am going to pay the bills very quickly. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips for furniture and mattress stores to sell another million this year. If you haven't got it, hurry up and get it. And I would like to pay the bills with this simple request. If you are in the mattress industry and you do not belong to the Mattress Industry Network Group, you really need to belong to this group. It is the only uh, group that I know that is run by retailers for retailers. So join the Mattress Industry Network Group. You will learn how to build, market, succeed. Retailers for retailers, Join it today. There is absolutely no charge. It's over 1,100 strong. Not only will you learn how to market, build, sell, and succeed, but you'll learn the best financing plans. You'll learn uh, the, the best of the best, newest ways to get customers into your store and to serve them better, more importantly. With that, Thank you, Steve. I appreciate your support and your sponsorship of the show and everybody at Mattress Industry Network. We are live, so let the questions begin. Jerry, welcome to the show. My pleasure to be with you, Pete. So I saw something on LinkedIn, and it interested me very much. The number one brand alternative and top three best mattress brand supplier. You just won an award, tell Tell me about well, it. Well, Furniture Today had a, uh, a reader's poll, I guess, in the last month. And, uh, you know, we're, and they have pretty, pretty substantial uh, readership still at this point. I, I think, and it's primarily retail based. Uh, they had a poll where they asked everyone to, in the home furnishings industry, rate your best suppliers, you know, best motion oh, wow. supplier, best this. And they picked three, the top three. And in the mattress category, we ended up in the top three, which is, wow. uh, you know, it's it's a great honor. Uh, we were surprised. And, and in a case like this, some of these polls, you know, they get stacked where companies may go out and tell all their people, hey, we have this poll, go vote. And and, and like if right. it's the favorite ice cream, you'd see tutti fruity, funky vanilla instead of vanilla chocolate or strawberry wind because they all padded it. But in this case. Right. Not only didn't we do that, we didn't even vote ourselves. We didn't even participate in it. And I saw it. I just dismissed it as something. And I didn't even, we didn't fill out the form. So it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise, actually. So we were happy with that surprise. It's a good surprise because about, like I said, it's supposedly 80% of their, their readership is retail. So that's the voice of retail uh, speaking. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a great honor for us. Well, and listen, for anybody that hasn't been in our industry for a long time, there's the award right there. The industry has spoken. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That's, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, I especially like the fact that uh, there wasn't a bunch of publicity about it before, and uh, uh, it just adds to, adds to it. A lot of people don't know this about you, Jerry. They don't know that you successfully ran retail stores for a long time before you ever got into the wholesale end of the industry. Most people that have been in our industry for 10 or 15 years, they just go, Jerry Borgini, 
you know, he's, he's the president, CEO of therapeutic and, and that's who he is. And, and they don't realize that you have all of this experience as a retail, you've walked in their shoes. And so I'm going to ask you a question. Last couple of years have been crazy. Uh, we've seems like we've all been blessed, Jerry. Um, what would be your advice, you know, to a, you know, a small sleep shop that got one store, they're walking into 2022 and they don't know what they're walking into. What would your advice to them be? Well, that's a good question. And um, I think my advice would be to them is to view the internet as your friend, not your foe and embrace the internet and, and wrap your store or wrap it around your store so that your store is part of that internet connection and keep that internet site fresh, keep it lively, uh, interact with your customers on a regular basis uh, through that internet, collect a database from everyone who views your space on that internet. Um, and, and, you know, I did this a long time ago and it was the internet was still a baby infantile little substance at that time, we used to give a, a gift certificate out to anyone who visited the website. We'd give them $50. So we'd be real. That was a good trade for us. That's a cost of acquisitions low, $50 to get somebody to come in uh, for a mattress and box spring. It was a good, uh, was a good trade. And, and I would just say to everyone, you know, because today a lot of people look at it, it's either them or us, you know, it's either, uh, stores or, or, or online, it really should be both. And, and even for the internet providers, they, they, need, they need brick and mortar locations to justify what they are, or who they are. In the case of us retailers, and I still, I still, that comes out of my mouth automatically. In the case of retailers, uh, we, we need to really flank our store with this online presence. And I think that's the big challenge for every one of them. Yeah, it seems like, Jerry, there needs to be a, a mindset shift to really learn everything you can about it and in, embrace it as a tool. And one of the things that you said uh, was to collect data. A lot of people call that creating a list. Um, you know, people that visit your website. That's the beginning. It's that's that's the beginning of an interaction that hopefully ends with them in your store and them be becoming very happy with uh, what you do and becoming ultimately a customer and not only becoming a customer but ultimately uh, referring other customers to your store and um, so I would. You know, whether you get your leads from, uh, you know, you, know, you advertise on Facebook or, or where, wherever you happen to, to be, Instagram, whatever social media that you embrace, that you use, remember this, use it, don't let it use you. Uh, someday, the dynamics will change. Uh, when people start flying for business in the 70s, it was very expensive. Then flying became very cheap. Businesses like Howard Johnson's that built themselves on the assumption that it was always going to be highways that people traveled and didn't change their model are no longer with us. So, um, 
I would encourage you to, uh, to create your own list, reach out to them, however you see fit. And, and in today's world, it, it can't just be one thing. Uh, email, text, uh, phone calls. You know, guys, despite all of the, there's nothing better than the phone other than in person. In person, you can read the body language, but on the phone, if you use the phone a lot for business, you can tell almost everything you need to know from the person's uh, voice and, and their their inflections and, and their pauses. You learn how to read. Um, and I think it's almost a lost art, Jerry, how to use the phone uh, as an effective uh, tool to get somebody into the store. There are a lot of lost arts, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be the quote of the day. There are a lot of lost arts. In this world today, there are a lot of lost arts. But I always tried to teach the people that work for us to be responsive in communication and prompt in communication. You know, I probably spent more time in waiting rooms waiting for people for me to talk to than people have ever done the opposite to wait for me. I I never let anybody wait to talk to me. And at the same time, if somebody sends me an email, I, I teach our people, always answer your communications with 24 hours in like method in which it was received. That is, if it was a phone call, call them back. If it's a text message, text them back. If it's an email, so on and so forth. And dwindling as it is, if it was written, write them back. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a writer. I still write. I have pens and paper and that's it. That's one of the lost arts in the world today is the, the written word. What, what's become of the written words? It's morphed into something else of characters and emojis and all this and that. But still, it's still an effective form of communication. It, it really is. And, and let me tell you something um, to our, our, our listeners out there. Just because it's out of your comfort zone doesn't mean that it's not in their comfort zone. And Jerry's advice is spot on. If they call you, call them. Don't text them back. Don't don't email them back. Call them back. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're sticking their hand up and they're saying, here's my preferred method of communication, at least at this moment, and you need to embrace them there. And going back to what you just said, Jerry, reminds me of the first time you did my show and I don't know, a few days or a week later, I get this nice little note, handwritten. I think I've received out of a hundred, about a hundred shows that I've done, 53 here and 33 on the first one is what, 86. So 14 shy of a hundred. I think there might've been one other person that wrote to me. So you separated yourself and elevated yourself from everybody else. And I think that's really ultimately what you want to do with your store. You want to separate yourself from the competition. You know, when people look at ads, a lot of times we fall into the trap of a lot of times often looking the same. Um, whenever we can, we want to separate ourselves, especially when we start to communicate with a customer. Anything that you can do that separates you from your competition is always a good thing. And, and don't, don't, um, don't lie to yourself and tell yourself they're going to be back. 
Um, they're not going to be back unless you have really done an outstanding job and you're lucky. You need to get them back into your store. The moment they leave, you should... I have retailers, really good retailers, that they text them within 10 minutes. <laughs> hey, thanks for stopping in. Was any questions that were you know left unanswered? Blah, blah, blah. Because... If you don't show that you're different from the competitors, they're going to just assume that you're all the same. And the biggest differentiator is you. If you can look in the mirror and you see somebody who cares truly about your customers, you want them to get a good night's sleep. You want them to wake up happy and as pain-free as humanly possible given their set of circumstances. If that's what's in your heart, you owe it to the customer to, to do business with that customer. And that's a, a mindset shift that we all need to make. If you like who you see in the mirror and you know you're going to work hard for that customer, you owe it to them, especially if you shop your com competition and you see some of the things that go on in some of your competitor stores. What do you say, Jerry? All the things you say, I agree with. And, and, and you've been in so many stores, you have better understanding of it than I do. I've lived in a smaller world. You know, I had my own stores. Very rarely do you go into other stores when you have your own stores. You don't want to be caught shopping your competition. So you usually stay at home. <laughs> sure. But all the things you say, I agree with. And, and in fact, we're going to, what Therapeutics is going to do differently this coming year, we're going to change our trade advertising. We're going to go away from this print advertising where we, you know, have a page in the paper and we tell people, you know, why we're a good brand. We're going to go to a video ad and, and the ad is going to be, uh, I think we're going to call it uh, retail selling uh, or retail road tips. That was it. Instead of road trips, retail road tips. And we're just going to talk about some of the things you talked about. And some of them might seem quite simple, you know, one of the things that is uh, take a look at your store. Does your when you walk in your store, does it have good curbside appeal? Look at it. it are, are any of the lights out on your on your sign? Small things like that. Look at it in the daytime. Look at it at nighttime. Um, when you open your door, what what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? Even um, I always remember I, I was an early bird always, and I would open the store very early and. I remember a lady came in one morning and it might have been it might have been seven or seven thirty and she opened the door and I had just cleaned the bathroom. That was one of the things I would do every morning when I get in there, clean the bathroom. And I used to use a whatever heavy scented cleanser, like pine scent. And uh, this lady said to me, I'm buying a mattress in here today. And I said, Good. And she said, Do you want to know why? I said, Yeah, just because it smells clean in here. Small thing, on sale, but I think your store should look good. It should smell good and it should sound good. You know, one of the other things that we're going to talk about in retail road tips is uh, when you go into a store and sometimes you have that dead silence. It's just you and a guy sitting at the desk, maybe playing a video game. Have some have some sound in the store, whether it's a spa station you're playing or a soft jazz station. Shouldn't be a sports talk station that's playing. That doesn't that doesn't register with tip, the, the profile of the typical customer walking in your store, but just make it softer. Make the store's entrance 
easier and softer for the consumer to come in and feel comfortable. And once they do that, then then you're you're off to the races. Unless you're a really bad salesperson or aggressive or pushy, when that customer comes in and you gain their confidence about being comfortable being there, you're going to have a lot easier time gaining their confidence to direct them to where you want to take them. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. Love the retail road tips idea. Thank you, Thank Steve. You. Appreciate that. Well, we're going to start that sometime in January, and um, I'm looking forward to doing that. It's something different. It's something no one else is doing, and 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 I do have retail experience. And the cool thing about my experience is I had, you know, Pete makes me sound like I was this great successful retailer. We were successful for about 23 years, but the last two or three years we weren't very successful. So I have experience as an unsuccessful retailer, and I have as many things to share about that about that that journey as I do from the success side. And there are things, and things have changed in 25 years. I get that, but sometimes things haven't changed. There are some things that haven't changed either. So we're going to share things that I've learned from success and I've learned as many from failure. So um, it's humbling to say, but it's it, I think it's going to be good copy for this, uh, this story that we're going to tell on, on video. Well, I, I think it's really important for retailers to hear from uh, other retailers. Jerry, have you joined our group? It's a great way to communicate I just, directly I, I with know. your consumer. I'm going to write it. I wrote it down. You're going to give me the link for me to get into it, and I'll be into it today. So I'm looking forward to being part of it. There you go. New member. New member. <laughs> just hey, like the fee, just by like the way? Magic. How much is it going to cost? What's the fee? Yeah, free. Oh, it's free? Sold. Free. Sold. I'll take two. I'll take two. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That's awesome. Um, do you know, I think failure is a better teacher than success, actually. Uh, Jerry, I think when we have a failure, it really kind of sticks with us. And if we're competitive, and most of us in business are competitive, awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for being here, and thanks for your sponsorship. We uh, we appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the things that I constantly say, and I get in trouble with some retailers over it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one retailer who scolded me uh, for giving them this advice uh, ended up not listening to it and actually was the victim of it. And, and sad, sadly. Um, so I was sharing with him a Dan Kennedy book. And basically, it was a very blunt book, very good book about managing people. And, and ver basically, you give somebody a job. And the most dangerous jobs are the ones that involve more trust. Uh, CFOs. Okay. This, so I shared this with him. He dismissed it, actually scolded me. And then a couple of years later, uh, lost over $2.1 million over six years. So at the, at the point in time when I told him to trust but verify, um, he was in the middle of being swindled because it was over six years, $2.1 million. He had to, and he couldn't understand why he was having trouble paying his bills. 
because he looked at his margin, he looked at his volume, and you know what your numbers are, and you know you should bring X dollars to the bottom line. And he wasn't bringing X dollars. He couldn't even pay his bills. And when he really fully uncovered it, what he learned is that the CFO had co-opted another employee in the office. And so some of the safeguards that they had in place weren't adequate um, and, and basically started stealing little by little, but towards the end was stealing bigger chunks. And that's what led to that CFO being discovered and eventually put in jail um, and caused my friend to lose his business, sadly. So I'll give you one. Verify everything. And don't assume that everybody is as sweet and loving and as honest as you. Just because you're honest doesn't mean you've hired an honest person. And you might think they're great and you might love them. And I get that. But always verify. What say you, Jerry? What say you? I've had similar fate with a similar situation. That was really the demise of our business as well, the, the root of it. So it's sad, but it happens. And um, sometimes you are too trusting. And small businesses often run that risk because we don't have uh, the overhead capacity to have some checks and balances that maybe some larger businesses have. But, you know, it was God's plan that I stopped doing that. And, and, and he put me into therapeutic and uh, I'm still in the same business, just trying to get people a good night's sleep. That's uh, that's awesome, and you've done such a great job over the years. I'm a uh, obviously I'm a big fan, but let me let me ask you this question. Uh, we're about to walk into Vegas. Tell me, is therapeutic going to have anything new, or is it just going to be the same old, same old? Well, we're really excited about this Vegas, in spite of everything that's happening in the world, um, and we're hoping people will come. And in the event they don't come, we're going to deliver it to them again through a virtual market that we are going to record and, and, and distribute to anyone who's interested. But we're especially excited this time because we have a new product line called Immunity. It's going to be a six-number lineup, and it, it it's the crust of it is it has a copper cover from a company called Natruvavrex. I can't even say it right, Natruvavrex. I think is how you say it. It's a 30% copper in the in the cover. Wow. So it's a really expensive cover. And, and it also has copper foams inside of it as well, underneath of it. But this cover has the, it's such a strong composition of copper that it will emanate through the, the bed linen. So that it will reach the sleeper. It will give them a boost of uh, all the things that copper does, increase circulation. Uh, increase your immune system. That's hence the name immunity. Uh, and it's a product that we've tested during COVID. Uh, we, we've tested it in the last really year and a half under a different brand name. We tested the, 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 the product line, this cover line, and it did very, very well. So it did so well that we decided to rebrand it, rebranded immunity uh, and bring it out to the entire group. The entire group of licensees will have this uh, product available to them. And based on the retailer's reception, we think it's going to be uh, 
a product that's going to be made coast to coast by therapeutic licensees. That's awesome. You know, that is a great example of, of understanding the conversation in the customer's mind, right? I mean, Robert Collier, almost 100 years ago, uh, one of the great marketers that some of the greats that are still older today learned from, always said to enter into the conversation. It's already going on in the customer's head. And the conversation that's going on in their, their head is, I need a new bed. And I hear about all this stuff that's going on in the world. And I'm consumed. I'm con- I'm concerned about my immune system. I'm I'm concerned about what's happening out there, and I really uh, commend you for taking that on because uh, ducking and pretending like it's not happening is not really a great option. Well, look, we do we do a bunch of things to try to keep ourselves safe, you know, through nutrition and try and have good sleep, and and we're masked, we're vitamined up, we're. Uh, we take a lot of preventive precautions not to get sick. It would be really a boost to the average consumer if we could enhance that while we were sleeping. And if this even yeah. adds just a little bit to it, that would be a beautiful thing. And we think it does. It's it, it's scientifically proven that this product does the things that the, the, the vendor who's selling this, this cover says. And um, we're very we're very excited about it. You should be. We have a question from who's responsible for your R and D. We're 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 a little tiny company, so we don't have an R and D department. We don't have that. And 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 we very rarely, if ever, have we ever invented a product at Therapeutic. We're really a, a company who depends on its vendor base. And in, in some of the past things, we've had people like Leggett and Platt give us product with their own research and development behind it, or Hickory Springs has done that. This Natruvarex company is out of Canada. Uh, they've done the testing and the R&D on this uh, copper cover. Uh, I will say this about it. It has to do something just based on the cost of this cover. <laughs> so for them to charge what they're charging us for this cover, this thing must do something really, really good. So, Steve, that's what we're hoping for. And uh, But we have a good story to tell, and we have a lot of support materials to transfer to retailers who in turn will transfer them to consumers. We think it's a really cool story, certainly timely right now, uh, yeah, you know, we, we all we're all are doing things to boost our immunity. Uh, you know, we're getting vaccinated. We're doing all these things that are out of the ordinary. And the one thing that we do every night is lay in bed, and if we can develop a product that has increased benefits to that immune system, this should be a big hit. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Steve, thanks for that question. That was a really good question that I think a lot of retailers were were thinking about. I'm going to take a quick halftime break here. Very short chapter in my book called Handle It. And those of you at home who are reading, and I know, Steve, you're going to be doing it, go to page 27. It's called Handle It. It has, it's been said, nothing is more powerful than goodwill except ill will. 
as realistic business owners, we know we cannot make 100% of our customers happy 100% of the time. But it doesn't mean that we don't try. If you have a dissatisfied customer, make it right, fast, or sooner. In today's day and age of ultra-connectedness, it only takes one upset customer to post something on a website or social media that could potentially damage your brand and cause others to pause before doing business with you. Reputation management is becoming an important issue for all business owners and is something to be aware of every day. Consider creating a customer hotline or special email for customers to use to provide feedback and make sure employees know how to handle uh, complaints in a professional and courteous manner. Empower your employees to make it right. Customer service cannot and will not wait in this new world of instant gratification. That's the chapter. Any thoughts on that? Jerry? Pete, I love your book. I like the simplicity of what you say and how you say it directly. And it's good time spent by any reader, especially if they're in this business. So kudos to you. Good job. Thanks. So let's talk about uh, market a little bit more. Um, you're going to be there in person. And last market, you weren't, right? No, I was actually there in person. I was the only you, one. And I, I went by myself. I just felt like we needed to turn on the lights. And uh, good for you. we didn't see anybody, to be honest. I shouldn't say we didn't see anybody. That would insult anyone who came in. We didn't see, um, there weren't a lot of retailers walking through the door. No, so, no there wasn't. Uh, it wasn't maybe the best utilization of money or time, but we were paying for the space anyway. You know, it, it's basically uh, a five-day event per year when it's really rocking. <laughs> the last two yeah. years, it's been maybe one-in-a-day event cumulatively over this two-year period. So I think a lot of people like ourselves are looking at these markets you know, long and hard, are they worth the cost? Because what has happened is um, we've all learned to do business without them in, in, in their in their absence. We've learned to carry on. Uh, we've done other things, be it virtual markets, or we've had people come into our individual showrooms, our, our, our factory showrooms, which some of them really are just laying mattresses on the floor of, of a of a working factory, but retailers get it. And uh, we're able to do things right then and there for them. If they don't like something, we can make a change. They're still there. We can make an adjustment with the, with the uh, manufacturing uh, specifications or whatever it is they're looking for. So am I saying that we don't like going to market? No, we think the market has a place. We think it has a value, but we've learned to do without them for almost two years now. So uh, I think they really need this market. When I say they, the IMC really needs this market to be a home run uh, because this would be four in a row if it isn't in, in Vegas. And that's four losers. That's four strikes, you're out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for what's happening, but I'm also anxious and eager to embrace whatever's in the future because we're still going to be doing this one way or the other with or without Las Vegas or, or, or any other market. But um, that, I think, you, I, I think you just said the key to success any year, but especially 22 embrace and eager. There's going to be changes, 
but we need to embrace them and, and be eager for them because they're coming whether we want them or not. I, uh, Jerry, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't see, uh, I, I would uh, listen. I want to be wrong with uh, what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to say it based on everything that I know, every retailer that I've talked to big and small, I think this market's going to be a disappointment. Sorry if somebody out there, uh, you know, listen, I want it to be successful. I'm, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there from Friday to Wednesday. And, and, and it's basically become a two day market Sunday and Monday. And if you're a retailer, I understand that in years past that you guys would like to come early or come late, but let me tell you what's happening because of what's happened in the last few markets. A lot of spaces are not going to be open on Tuesday. They're supposed to be, but they won't be. Some will be not all. So plan on doing most of your shopping on uh, Sunday and Monday and uh, do not get upset if you come through on Wednesday and you see a lot of empty spaces because you probably will just based on what's happened in the last three markets, guys. So not to be a Debbie Downer, uh, I think it's going to be another soft market. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm excited that you have some new things to show and I'm excited for all of our manufacturers who are showing out, show, showing up and, and showing out with new things uh, for our dealers. So let me just shift just a little bit. Um, dealers today are faced with uncertainty. And one of the things that I beat them with, and they get tired of me saying it, is the basics. Execute the basics. You know, sometimes, you know, we see competition out there and we want to win. Um, and hopefully you want to win for the right reasons. You want to win because your customer is better off doing business with you than any other um, company out there. And if you really feel that in your bones, you're really going to close with conviction, um, which is really sometimes missing at retail. Um, customers buy your passion as much as they buy your knowledge. If you genuinely care about them and you ask them questions about them and what they think, uh, you're going to close a lot more sa sales than, than any other way. So the basics are the basics. And us being really super interested in Mrs. Jones, our consumer, and really asking her questions that the other salespeople at the other stores didn't dive deep enough. And, you know, it's okay to ask her, that's a really interesting question. Why did you ask me that question? Because what you want to do is peel back that onion and get to the core, get to, get to a place where other salespeople didn't go so that you can help her with a recommendation that nobody else has made, but it's the right recommendation because you chose to ask better questions and go deeper into it. What say you? Well, sorry, I, I went off I, on my. Soapbox. I agree with all that. I like when you do that, by the way, because it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And what it is is your passion, and 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 we. I always felt that 
Zig Ziglar had taught me at a very young age that sales was just the transference of your information or your enthusiasm, your knowledge, but most importantly, your passion. And if you have that passion, if it's in your heart, if it's beating in your body, it's going to come right out. It just comes exudes right into to the and the consumer feels it. They feel that energy from you. And it's a real positive exchange, by the way. And that's another thing that establishes rapport. You know, I talked about you want to establish rapport just when the customer opens that door and walks in. The rapport begins with what it looks like, what it smells like, what it sounds yeah. like. And, and then when you get to have that one on one and you transfer your enthusiasm for your product that you know is going to do a world of good for her. You know, and one other thing that we don't really talk about in the mattress business is in, in research that's done in home uh, in consumer studies, the number one satisfaction rated home furnishings product after the sale is mattress sleep set. The highest number of post-sale satisfaction of any home furnishings purchase is a mattress set. That means people get home it delivers what they really went out to get, what they sought, which was an improved sleep. And our product, which is by and large, mostly made in the USA, in most cases, is mm-hmm. another positive thing. Our product yeah. delivers what we promise it to be. You know, for years I w- I've been involved at ISPA and ISPA does a lot of research. That's one of the great things about ISPA, it's a research-driven association. Uh, it's not just like a bunch of mattress guys spending money to say promote our brands. The brands are not promoted at all. And and when ISPA does the research, you know, they talk about what are the culprits to a good night's sleep? What prevents you from having a good night's sleep? And, and the number one culprit, we benchmark this research typically on a three, four or five year period. It's always stress. Stress is the number one culprit that that, that undermines healthy sleep. And there are a variety of other things that come after that. Uh, a, a lit room or a too hot room or a, a, a lumpy sleep surface or worry, all these things, noisy, noisy household. When we ask the question, what improves? What do you feel would prove it? The number one answer has always been the sleep surface, the mattress. So what, what it says is consumers recognize the problem and they view us as the solution. And what a beautiful place for us mattress people to be in. That coupled with the fact we have a high rate of post-sale satisfaction, we have a really, really great value product for you when you consider how much it costs to how much it gets used by the average consumer on a daily basis and how many hours a day and how long it lasts, which is another, that could be another thing we talk about. Uh, but what a great spot we're in. We have this wonderful product that delivers extraordinary consumer satisfaction post-sale. We should be so proud of ourselves for what we're doing because we're helping so many people every time they do come in and invest with us in their good night's sleep. Yeah. And, you know, compared to a lot of other, you know, you know, we're part of the home furnishings industry. Compare it to case goods or upholstery. Uh, compare those supply uh, issues with the supply issues that that we had. You know, were all our of our deliveries on time this year? No, there there were 
definitely delays in deliveries, and sometimes we're more challenged than at other times. But by and large, just broad strokes, we delivered merchandise to our stores, and our stores were able to deliver merchandise to their consumer. Albeit, it was way too late, but look at what's going on with uh, upholstery. Look at what's going on with case goods. I mean, some of these lead times are six months to a year now. It, it's crazy. So I think that we've been blessed that we've performed very well and we've had our challenges uh, and we'll continue to have challenges. And, you know, the, the ability to deliver in three to four business days is, is not really there anymore. Maybe for a very short period of time, but then something glitches. And, and, and so, you know, if you're, if we're going to say our delivery times are 10 days to two weeks, that's still so much better than the industry. We're so used to delivering in a few days within a week mm -hmm. that, you know, we constantly feel like we're failures. Well, we're not, we're not, <laughs> the mattress we're not failing at all. Actually we're doing, and part of the reason we're doing much better than a lot of the other industries are doing is this is the residue of us being born, made, and produced in the USA. We're not dependent on China or any other country for materials nearly as much as some of the other industries are. Our products are yeah. mostly sourced in the United States, and they're certainly manufactured in all these brands that you hear about in the top three, four, five, six. We're, we're United States-based companies that have facilities throughout the United States making product. And that's allowed us to be much quicker and more nimble for delivery than a lot of the other industries. One of the things that you kind of glided over is you were talking about a potential retail partner, store owner being at one of your factories and the possibility exists with your company that specs could be changed uh, to accommodate, that is not usual in our industry. And I didn't want our show to go by without developing that thought a little bit more. Um, okay. I think the fact that you're part of a company that seeks to serve the retail store owner in ways that other bigger giant companies can't is huge and can be a huge advantage. And quite frankly, I think that's why uh, you, you came in uh, in the top three in your reader's uh, pool um, in uh, Furniture Today recently. It's, good. it's a good point that you pick up on. And it's our blessing that we are this smaller, more nimble more agile company that can do things differently that doesn't have this big corporate uh, hierarchy that is uh, imposing terms on the individual factories. We're a licensing organization. Uh, the, the, the blessing is also our curse. So I, I, it's a two, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes that ability to be flexible undermines what we try to do corporately but there's way more advantage in that equation than there is negative. So we're recognizing that, you know, there might be a different need for the mattress buyer in Tampa, Florida, 
than there is in Boston, Massachusetts. And we allow a certain leeway or flexibility with our specification to accommodate that. And that doesn't mean that if it's a pocketed coil line, we allow one factory to make it with pocketed coils, one factory to make it with an open coil or a memory foam. No, we keep true to the core of the statement that the product line is making, but there might be a little nuance difference. There might be a tweak. It could be a cover difference, which to me is incidental, okay? Uh, And a a customer may come in and say, you know, I really don't like the cover on this new immunity bed. In this case, it's going to have to be that cover because of this copper content it has. But uh, if it's a big enough customer, it's a big enough issue, I'm sure we could do something to accommodate them. But uh, a customer may want to bed a little firmer than it's positioned in our national line or maybe a little. So we can do things like that within the tolerances of our specifications that don't do not compromise the integrity of the product line. So that's something we do differently. It's the way the big guys used to do it before they became owned and operated by big equity companies where there are layers and layers of people that are answering. I'm so blessed that I don't answer to any of that. Uh, we, we have a chairman of the board who has been a licensee of ours. So he's a factory owner. He understands the problems that the individual factory owners have. He's one of them. And I don't position myself as that, which is why he's so valuable to me. I, I never was a factory owner. I, I know what it's like to walk through a factory and feel it humming and buzzing. And you know a good one from a bad one. But I've never owned that yeah. factory and he's great, Norman Rosenblatt. He's a he's a big he's a big advantage to our company in that he he was factory owner, and now he runs this uh, corporate entity with me, and he's a great asset not only for me, but he's a great asset for our licensees to have. He is a great asset for our industry. You you want to talk about uh, somebody who loves the business and somebody who cares deeply about the business. Uh, Norman does all that uh, and more. Um, one of the things that I, I hear from smaller retailers and medium-sized retailers is uh, sometimes they feel like they're not appreciated, especially when it comes to larger brands. And, and this is what I would say to you. If you are a smaller store and you are not feeling appreciated by the brands that you carry and you represent, I would really consider uh, reaching out to a local factory that cares about your business more and who will work harder for your business. And that's exactly uh, what Therapeutic has has come to be. Uh, Big in terms of the umbrella that they go out underneath, but local ownership and they can uh, change and move and value uh, and give you, your store, what you need. And that is huge. Um, Sometimes you feel like you're just waiting in line behind the big guys and you're at the mercy. And we really saw that. As a matter of fact, you know, Steve, uh, what was very vocal about this. Remember how you treated us because after this whole thing's over, we're going to remember who we had to wait, you know, eight and 12 weeks for, and who we only had to wait three or four weeks for. We're going to remember. And there are 
and have been and continue to be significant changes in alliances between retailers and manufacturers based on performance. And I think there should be. I, I think that a, a company that works harder for you, that strives to, well, there you go. I don't even need to say it. Steve, small and medium retailers are not feeling appreciated. We work on this every day for our members in the group. Yes. Yes, you do. And you've been a champion uh, for the last two years. It's the same way for manufacturers. You know, we're in that small, medium retailer group in the manufacturing end. There are things we can't do that the big guys get away with on a daily basis. Like, you know, tell you that you have a price increase. We we can't do that. We don't set that bar. We have to be responsive to that. We're, We're never the one that's creating that environment. And the rules are different for the smaller guys than they are the big guys. We're expected to work harder and produce more at a better price. And that's the same thing that you guys do as small and medium-sized retailers. You know, do you have some disadvantages in terms of your buying capacity? Yes, do we? Yes. Do we have some advantages from our operational capacities of how, you know, there aren't 10 different people over our heads telling us what to do and we're doing it. Yes. Now that equation, you know, where does it, where does it balance, you know, where is it balanced? And, and then where do we become advantageous to the consumer? And I'll tell you where it happens, where it intersects is that service. That's the intersection that changes the equation. That's where our line starts to just go like this. And there's just goes on a a more flat tangent. And that's the difference. So you have some advantages, you have some disadvantages, but the one that is the variable that changes the equation in your favor is service. And when you guys uh, leverage that advantage you have as shop owners, or it could be store managers, doesn't matter who you are, your people who live and work in that community with the people that are buying in your store, it's an advantage you have and you should use it every day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Interestingly enough, I am reading a book I never seen this book, Five Pillars, Freedom, Lifestyle by Kurt Marcandente. And one of the things that he talks about, well, here, I'll tell you what the book's about. Superpowers, vision, alignment, outcomes, and flow. And flow happens when all those things are, are properly balanced. Alignment is what keeps coming to my mind when, uh, when, I, when, when, when there's a local... Um, manufacturer who um, who is a small guy who is not private equity, he or she feels the pain that you express to them as a small or medium-sized retailer. They actually are aligned with you. What Jerry said was so simple, but it's so true. You guys have complete alignment. You do not have alignment as an individual store owner with a monster private equity group. You have no alignment. Make it, Understand that. And if you're willing to live with the consequences of that, then live with it. But for my money, I would rather be aligned with somebody who feels the same pains that I feel and who truly cares about me because they are me. And, and that's what Jerry said so eloquently. The alignment is so good 
between smaller manufacturers and smaller retailers that it's really an opportunity for you not to to miss. I mean, when here we go. One final question for Jerry. Steve, I love you, dude. You're the best. One final question for Jerry. Where do you see the future of roll pack mattresses? And even more specifically, where does it fit in the future of therapeutic? I think all mattresses, or most of them, are going to be roll packed or flat packed in a different way than we pack them today. They're all going to be shrunk down in some way, shape, or form uh, for the logistical advantage that it provides, really, you, the retailer, uh, and, and the cost savings it would ultimately provide us. Some of the mattresses we're making right now, are, it's not realistic for them to be roll packed, but that'll change as time goes on. It's sort of like the automobile industry as it, as it transfers itself out of gasoline to uh, alternate fuel. We're, we're doing the same thing in terms of how we're going to deliver product. I think all product will be roll-packed, flat-packed, trunk-wrapped, something differently than you're getting it now. I think that's without question. I think the, uh, the materials and, and the, or the, the uh, machinery that we use to do that is improving regularly to allow us to do that more efficiently and, and allow it to be better for the product. As we speak, I think that's improving continually. And in our case, we feel like we're part of the future. So I, as I see that being the future, I see it being a big part of therapeutics future mm. because I have a plan for therapeutic to be part of that future. Um, mm. I think um, I, it's going to be different, but it's going to be better. And it's again, it's change, but flat pack, roll pack. We're, we now offer some of the new lines as an option that we offer an option. We, we can conventionally deliver the bed or we can roll pack the bed. That's our new specifications have that variable to them. They can be flat packed or roll packed. Uh, we don't have anything yet that actually just flat shrinks them to make, you know, a, a 15 inch mattress, you know, deliver as a three inch mattress. But I think that's on the horizon as well. I think you're gonna see that alternative in terms of delivery. You know, we're, we're right now on a typical trailer. You might be able to get 125 pieces. I think you'll see that to go as high as over 200 when we become more efficient in terms of how we package our, our, our goods. And that efficiency will translate to savings to you at the retailer and ultimately to the consumer. So uh, I think you're going to see more of that, Steve, and uh, anyone else who's listening. I think that's a big part of our future. Yeah. And one of the challenges, biggest challenges of 2021, Jerry, uh, was transportation costs, controlling transportation costs. And uh, that is a longer term strategy for controlling uh, transportation costs. But they are literally through the roof and they impact our business in multiple ways from receiving RAWs to, you know, delivering to the stores. Uh, there's a variety of steps in there that all involve transportation and delivering and to the consumer. It's three steps, really. It's three steps to that. Yeah. And and it's not Absolutely. just gasoline. The cost of travel is just it's on a it's on a very steep incline right now. Yeah. Jerry, I can't believe we've come to the end of another show. What part in words do you have 
Where are you going to be shown in Vegas? How's that? Yeah, we're, we're again, our showroom is in Building B in number 946. We're right on a corner end there. We have a real nice showroom. It'll, it'll look good. It's going to smell good. It's going to sound good because it plays my iPod. So it's good, it's good sound. So <laughs> we have that part of it covered. Everybody comes in. They said, I love the way your showroom smells. It's part of the, it's part of the package that, you know, I'm promulgating these stories to retailers. We live what we preach. So we do all those things as well. I'm flattered to have any of you come in just to shake hands and say hi. Even if you're not going to look at a new product, I'm happy to show you a new product. I'd be happy to introduce you to where, whoever our local licensee is. And supposedly many of them are going to be there with me. So uh, we're we're going to the show and, and we're going to get dressed up and be ready for it. And we hope people come. And if they don't, we're going to deliver you a virtual showroom and uh, you'll be able to show that to you, your retailers as well. So one way or the other, we're going to get our message to you. So we're, we're behind you guys to help you sell product. That's awesome, Jerry. Um, I really love how you have continuously reached out to the, to the dealer base uh, to bring market to them. If for some reason they cannot attend, whether it's, you know, scheduling, whether it's health concerns, whether it's, you know, what, whatever it happens to be, doesn't, doesn't matter why they can't be there. The important thing is that you care enough about them to bring the market to them. And I think that kind of is the difference um, that you really care about retailers because for over 20 some years, you were that retailer and um, somebody that has watched this show and they want to reach out to you, Jerry, how do they do it? How do they get a hold of Jerry? I know you're probably difficult. Which secretary do they call? How do they get a hold of you? If I gave you a secretary, I would get fired. They would say, what are you kidding? We're not answering your calls. They don't do that. Our, our people don't do that. Um, you call me directly. I have a cell phone on my business card that I answer for everyone. 609-605-0535. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm available at any time. And I, and I get calls on this from WeChat and all those other little apps all through the night, which is why I don't take it to bed any longer. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not as restful of a sleeper as I used to be. It wakes me up, that little buzzing thing. But I answer them first thing in the morning. I'm an early starter. I'm an early riser. I'm early to bed as well, which makes me a really boring guy. But uh, other than that, I, I'm happy to talk to any retailer, any customer, anybody that's watching the show. I'm just, I'm happy to do that. And you have the shortest email of anyone I know, gb at therapeutic.com. And your last name is Borgini, which is 10 letters. <laughs> you don't want to challenge people to get to you. <laughs> so you make it easy. Make it easy to do business. And that's the last tip we have for today. Make it easy to do business with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate being with you on this. It was fun. Great way to start off the new year. Here we go. 2022. Good luck, everybody. Here we come. Thank you. Let's do it. Take care.